comic book pit. Okay. Well, uh, hey everyone, uh, happy new year, happy 2020, yeah. welcome back to the uh, new year of comic book pit goodness, this is <laughs> comic book pit episode 337, uh, I'm Dan, and with me in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we got Scott, happy new year people, and we got Link, hey everybody, and uh, if you're uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, we like to do uh, two different types of episodes. We usually do a comic review episode, and then we alternate that with a kind of a general conversation slash uh, media discussion episode. Um, but uh, you've if if you can hear my voice, you have you have happened to pr- across the uh, the comic review uh, portion of the of the program. <laughs> so. Uh, it's a roll of the dice. Yeah, anything could happen, <laughs> and anything usually does happen. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, we've been off for a couple weeks with the holiday, and um, I was surprisingly able to get caught up on some reading. I was too. Um, I, I did the opposite. Of you did the opposite. <laughs> I just <laughs> fell further into despair. Link just slept. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm actually going through like a whole, a whole uh, reassessment of what I'm reading. Oh, really? Yeah. Do tell. So I made a list in December, and I realized that a lot of the books were going to end in December. Mm, like they were all like yep. all these limited series oh, that I had okay. been reading. And then I was like, well, I need to get my, you know, just like my spending was out of control mm-hmm. for the year. So I was like, all right, I just got to get it lower. Yeah. And so I've made some cuts. Okay. And I don't know if we want to talk about cuts yet, but well, let's well yeah let's let well what, what <laughs> we'll, just, we'll yeah. end on a somber note. That's right. <laughs> But the biggest one, this is actually kind of funny because it was in my top five list. <laughs> oh, boy. Last episode. Here we go. Um, but the Immortal Hulk is on, oh, my, dang. It's oh, on okay. my cut list. Yeah. Okay. So because I was catching up, and I think, um, you know, 25 issues, it's solid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nightmare story, you know, the Hulk like you've never mm-hmm. seen kind of thing. And then they start this new storyline with uh, the Roxon Corporation, and it's it's just all corporate. Oh, okay. And it's you know Bruce Bruce is now he basically spoiler, but he basically took over the people that were after him. Mm-hmm. So now he's in charge. He's oper- running this new operation, and for whatever reason, Roxon Corporation is trying to take him out now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, but it's three like three issues of reading. You know how they're gonna take care of take each other out. Yeah. And you know, okay, they, so it's it's a little more like corporate espionage yeah. type of. And it's still Al Ewing. Mm-hmm. Which I. Oh, okay. See, I, I just I, I just assumed maybe it was like a new creative no, team and took why, over or something. That's why I kept on it because Al Ewing. So I mean, even the covers like woo. You know, it's a it's the oh okay John Romita I think maybe just glancing at it. Wait. Oh no, it's um. Oh, Dale Keown. Oh, wow. Woo, old school hall. Yeah, definitely. But, um, no, just like interior-wise, it's there's just not a lot happening, and it's also a different tone. And you can just tell, you know, he's he's like, I, I played out the whole nightmare thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. done. And, oh, okay. And so I'm kind of like, I, I think it's a good point for me to jump out. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. So it's nothing against... I just am not interested in reading corporate versus corporate, mm-hmm. and it, it it weirdly almost sounds like what they did um, the last couple of seasons of uh, remember uh, when Angel 
went to yeah. Oh, yeah. Wolfram and Hart. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, that's what it sounds like. It's like kind of the... That's right. You know, if, if you can't beat them, join them mentality. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing, too, is um, Al Ewing wrote Marvel's That 1000. Yeah. He wrote mm-hmm. that, and I think this is going to tie into that eventually, and I'm also not interested in in reading that crossover, which I think mm-hmm. launched. Mm-hmm. They just had that that book start on January 1 or something, or, or on Christmas break. But it's supposed to roll into this big crossover um, with the whole mask thing that they wrote up in um, Marvel 1000. Oh, that. Yeah. And I'm just not interested. There's a, and yeah, I think, I think a, Al Ewing's going to roll Hulk into that, too, and I'm like, I'm out. That, so That's my gut feeling for, like, every yeah. Marvel book. It's like every every Which, previous book, I'm like, oh, it's the other event that's going to happen yeah. right after. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking good, man. Like, right. I don't need that <laughs> right. in my well, life. Well, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, you know jumping off script here a little bit, but did you guys read uh, that incoming one shot? Is that what? No, I saw it. and I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I was it. I was I thought we did this already with like original sin, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, event, it's so. kind of like it, it starts off as a murder mystery that eventually morphs into like the last like two or three pages are like, oh no, it's an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, and it. And it, and it it's interesting in how it 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 jumps through every like every pertinent part of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're following clues and it, it goes from like you know Daredevil to Jessica Jones to Captain Marvel mm-hmm. to Reed Richards. It's almost like they keep like they're, they're passing the torch. Like you know oh I've gone as far as I can with this clue. Now you take it and tell me what you know. Oh. And then. And then it, it eventually, yeah, you find out that um, who is it? Uh, who's the one young Avenger? Uh, Hulkling, who who oh, who was sure. who was I mean, this was not. I mean, he was. This was revealed years ago, where he's actually like, like a half scroll or he's something. He's like a yeah. prince. Of yeah, scroll right. something. Well, yeah. he he ascends to his throne. Okay. And oh. the, and um and I guess the Kree and Scroll have actually formed an alliance and they determined that you know the um, their first uh their first target is going to be earth sure why not yeah yeah so it was uh it was like a lot of pages for a lot of money and it it was yeah i mean i i I think i had to read it like three times because i kept falling asleep (laughs) a certain always a sign of a good book yeah (laughs) um and it was just uh, well, honestly, I think that was more me than sure. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, staying up too late on uh, when you don't have to work the next yeah, day yeah, yeah. during Christmas, you know, right. vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm and I, I even like I don't even remember the name of the event that it's. I thought the event going. was incoming. No, that's what I thought too. But incoming is just like just the one. Shot. It's kind of like just the kickoff okay. event. But the actual event, I don't think even happens until like the spring. Secret invasions. <laughs> That's right. With a you, Z. You, with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the it's the millennial secret invasion. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna say it's not event Leviathan, right? No. No. Okay. <laughs> but okay, I wasn't sure if anyone had read that. I I, I no, we we didn't, didn't talk about it. it, but I thought well, it's kind of. A, you know, yeah, event yeah, yeah. adjacent. So I thought maybe someone else might have read it, but I guess I was mm-hmm. the only dummy. No, what a what a hard it. time to be like, in general, what a hard time to be a young Avengers fan. I feel as if like if you ever care about that team, you need to read like, yeah, what a, like just the weirdest shit, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. they, they're important to this plot arc. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, just because they always, yeah, you yeah. follow them through like all their various oh. crossovers to ever yeah. care about what's happening to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just weird. Yeah. Just because you mentioned Hulkling, and I'm like, That's oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people that like like that character and Wiccan and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. they, hell, if I know what books they're ever in. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They kind of split. I mean, they, you know, they were in their own books for a while, and like our team book, and then they kind of just split them up over, like you know, Kate Bishop went to Hawkeye. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and she's got her own thing going on, and mm-hmm. she's you know she's obviously she's a fan favorite, and mm-hmm. she's gonna be. She's gonna be in the show. She's gonna be in the oh, Hawkeye yeah. show. Oh yep. Um, 
So, I mean, whoever would think that, like, like or, you know, her first appearance would ever be worth anything. Yeah, right. You know, you know like Young Avengers number one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I but, didn't realize that's where she's yeah. from. Oh, wow. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I what, thought she had been around even longer. Nope. She showed up in that first she, she was, issue. Yeah, well, she was right after, um, what was a uh, Civil War when he became Ronin? No. Right after Cap died, I guess. Maybe it was Civil War, but it was whenever Hawkeye became Ronin. Oh, okay. There needed to be a new Hawkeye. Ah. Uh, and, like, Kate Bishop kind of filled that role. Okay. And he, Clint was just running around being a ninja for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't even... I don't even remember the, like, the disassembled part, right? They did well, the that's, Yeah. That's they, when he died, and I don't remember when he... Ca- see, yeah. I don't remember when she became... She took the Hawkeye mantle if it was in between disassembled and he came back uh, or if it was because like he showed up in like Bendis's new Avengers he just like came back from the dead yeah like zero explanation right <laughs> um so yeah I don't know where Kate Bishop falls uh, okay in that yeah but, I think um, huh. I think the I remember actually researching this at one point um just to figure something out and I'm pretty sure Bendis he just faked his death Hawkeye technically, I guess, didn't die. He just uh, became Ronin. Okay. Oh, okay. However, Bendis wrote it. I don't know, hmm. but <laughs> that I'm sure he, you know, whoever wrote it previously intended him for him to die. I just, yeah, I just remember like how he died was just. It was weird. Like he was like on a. I don't know if he was in a Quinjet or if he was on like a some sort of flying. That's right. Thing and it exploded. Exploded. And you just hear him yelling like. No, not like this or yeah. something like. Yeah, it's really bizarre. <laughs> and then he's gone. Yeah. Um. So um. Yeah, so I think we well we we were talking before the show we were gonna I think start with uh. Uh, a new. A new book. Um. This is how much I I believe in this book because I actually bought the physical copy of it. Oh. Which. You guys know I never do anymore. Yeah. Um, I'll even. Well, they're, they're nice physical copies. You can have the nice bag for it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's a magazine size. This I don't is a, have the bag. This is a you black label. Yeah, sure. Okay. This is a, a black label uh, book. Uh, my my and actually my first black label. Oh wow. Too. Oh wow. Okay. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, Book One. I have. I grabbed the other cover. Yeah, I didn't even realize it, it says it's a variant cover, which I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. I, this was the only one they had. I, I bought this at a um, comic book store in Indianapolis over Christmas. Mm. Um, it was <laughs> it was kind of a pity purchase, just because. Oh, because you're in a store and you're like, I, I should buy. Something. I should buy. Yeah, I feel like I should. <laughs> I should yeah. do something. Yeah. I should you know find some way to patronize this right. this store, um, and and I I end up spending. More like I, I think I, that's where I bought my Mr. Miracle tumbler and oh yeah um actually that's where I got these uh magazine sized bags because yes. I needed them for some actual magazines oh um and uh, I bought Jenna pop final nice and uh anyway I spent more in this <laughs> terrible comic book store than I really wanted to <laughs> but well, this wasn't the good store no this was not the good store oh okay this was. But I didn't realize. I thought this might have been like the only store in the area, so I'm like, oh. well, I better just get some stuff now. Oh, I got you. And like two days later, you found the found good one. We store. we drove around to like three other stores, and the final one was the good one. The one. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I did buy some stuff there too. I bought some, a t-shirt, and um, I bought a couple. I bought, uh, bought a book each for my nephews, and you know, stuff like that. What, so. nice. what was the good name of the good store? Uh, Hero House. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to Hero House in. Uh, technically, it's in a um, a little area called Fountain Square, okay. Indiana, um, which is like kind of right outside of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, like it would be like Oakland for us, oh, like yeah. versus Pittsburgh. Right. Like it's outside. Like when people go to Monroeville for conventions. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to the big city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was this this cool hip little neighborhood, like a like a, a Squirrel Hill or Lawrenceville mm-hmm. type of. Like lots of art and a lot of okay yeah brewery stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and it had this really cool comic shop like I said called Hero House and uh, so yeah if you're ever in the area definitely stop in uh, talk uh, ask for Dale oh uh, nice I okay. don't think he he doesn't own it I think he just is like just runs it 
Okay. Um, so it's super fun. nice guy. Sidebar: There's a comic shop out in Ohio called Dale's Dead Dead Comics. Okay. And the guy that runs its name is Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where I don't know who Dale is. Whatever happened to Dale, nobody knows. Yeah, I don't know who Dale is in that scenario. So it's a mystery. But yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, getting back to uh, Wonder Woman: Dead Earth Book One, um, I, I wasn't really super interested when I first heard about it. Until I figured out that it was the exact same creative team as Murder Falcon. Oh. So okay. that immediately piqued <laughs> my interest. Um, I thought the art looked familiar. Yes. So it's um, it, it's basically it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic story um, in the 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 DCU. Um, well, I mean Black Label, so it's kind of like outside of yeah, the DCU. It's, it's it's out of continuity. But Batman's there is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's there. Yeah. I yeah. yeah I <laughs> it's that. kind of a spoiler, you but, saw that, yeah. um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just say there's a cameo. We'll just put it that way. There's a, <laughs> you know, she, um, it's an undetermined amount of time. Um, Wonder Woman wakes up in this like cryogenic chamber and the world is pretty much gone to shit. Yeah. Um, there's, um, you know, it, it's alluded that too, that there was a nuclear war, um, very little in the way of answers, um, for Wonder Woman, but you know when she she wakes up and she she's she's weaker, like she's definitely like a kind of like a more diminished state, but she's still strong enough to, um, you know to defend people, and and that's still in her in, inherent in her nature is to you know defend the people that need defending, and um, you know it takes a couple twists and turns and um. But this was a really fun book. I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Scott, what did you think about it? Um, I liked it, but not as much. Okay. I, I just – but it did – I mean, I, I love – because it's it's just a slobber knocker kind of book mm-hmm. where, you know, she's just getting, you know, attacked on all sides by mm-hmm. um, demon hordes. Um you know, and I, like that that whole element to it, I like that. Um, but I don't know if I like the whole apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing. Like, I don't know if it, it just didn't grab me for some reason. Yeah. Um, but there is still some nice uh, moments in there where she um, talks about how why she defends humanity because she loves them, mm-hmm. and like they're just perplexed by that. Like they're. <laughs> Yeah, because they're so far removed from. Yeah, like it's almost like they know. don't know what that that concept is. Yeah, where like she comes from, and it's she even explains like it's not it's not romantic love, it's not a sexual feeling. Yeah, it's like a pure, just pure feeling of love. Right. Towards towards people. Right. And and yeah, then there's a flashback to when she was little on. Um, Themyscira, yeah. and her mother was explaining things to her, and um, and you you um, you see uh Steve Steve Trevor, I think that's who it is. I, oh, he's yeah. never named, but I'm pretty sure it's it's him because it's like oh, it's a yeah. plane, right? You know, it's a, it's a downed plane, and um, yeah. So she she decides, and she, she kind of takes over the um, the the uh, group of survivors that she is um you know, kind of takes refuge in and uh it's pretty it's pretty bleak, honestly. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't know if that's why I'm like, oh man, like it's just too but they're they're almost like this is the last uh city or mm-hmm. a, uh, that anyone knows mm-hmm. of. Right. And everything else is like the wasteland and mm-hmm. and then they're getting mm-hmm. attacked, you know, like at the end it's like oh now they're getting overrun. I'm like oh, God, Right. Like now there's gonna be even less of them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, uh, you know, that, that's both kind of interesting and a little frustrating is um, it, it, you really don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. It, it could have been, like, uh, 50 years, could be 500 years. Right. I mean, there's no way of knowing. Um, so, and, 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 and that may or may not necessarily be important to the, and, you know, uh, to tell the story. Her, what's her name? Uh, Cheetah or whatever her name is. Yep. Cheetah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in there. Yeah, with I forgot a, about that. With the cheetah arm. <laughs> like yeah, that was pretty you cool. You can't really see it in there, but... Yeah. 
Um, and, yeah, and she has cheat arms. And she's like mutated. Like she's got like teeth on her face. That was yeah. pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Like the 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 art in this. The you know, it's just, um writer artist um, Daniel Warren Johnson, who uh, like I said, he did uh, Murder Falcon, and he did another book that I I recently purchased uh, called <laughs> called Space Mullet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but it it sounds sounds fun. Um, and his his art is just really um. It's, just it, it it's kind of like almost a little grungy, but like very mm-hmm. very organic. It is very organic, yeah. You know, and like yeah. it, it really and it's it just really f- like it's almost like you can reach out and touch it. His Cthulhu monsters are very unique too. Mm-hmm. Like oh, he's great at drawing. Yeah. Like like if you if you looked at. Uh, murder falcon at all i mean he was always yep. I mean, like the monsters he drew and the creatures were just yeah gruesome and i will say that too like you know not to say that i won't keep reading this i, mm-hmm. I don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if i'm gonna buy the next one or not mm-hmm. i'm gonna flip through it decide but i know in murder murder falcon when it started mm-hmm. it was pretty down too like it was a pretty somber it was beginning. yeah and then it ramps up to this you know mm-hmm rock and roll level and yeah I, you know so maybe that's what he's going to do with this too how it's many a, how many pages is it does it because it's like it, it's they're a, big it, they're, they're, all it's the black labels are like 40 pages or something okay it feels oh, that's okay. my guess yeah it feels like it, it takes me like right. twice as long to read than a normal comic i'm just wondering because because he because yeah. i think this is only like a three yeah they, yeah they've they're, usually they're been like three issues three right. book yeah. yeah series it runs about like what twenty five to thirty dollars I think total when you're all done by with it right. roughly. Is there so like eight dollar books? Yeah, this is seven. A, this seven. is six ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. So. Not too shabby. Mm-hmm. So, but but I guess my, my point being, he only has two more books two, yep. to, you know, yeah. tell his story. So. But uh, I'm I'm definitely in. I mean, if if nothing else, like I said, I'm 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 in for the. For the art, and you know, I'm a I'm yeah. a big fan, so. Oh yeah. Well, what I'll do is just like Murder Falcon. I didn't, I didn't buy them all right away, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I was scrambling to buy it. Just... Dan's gonna tell you about how great this is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what. Right. So when, <laughs> when you upsell number two, and then I'm like, oh crap, I should read it. Mm-hmm. Then I have to run to the store and buy it. And you're like, oh, it's sold out, and I got to go to eBay <laughs> and pay three times as much. Yeah. <laughs> I should have listened to Dan. I, I will say that the black label books seem to, um, th- like you're 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 not going to be set up for too many surprises because it is a short. Mm-hmm. It's it's an arc, and you can kind of narratively right have a feeling where it might go. Um, it sounds like that ends on a cliffhanger, so maybe you don't have an idea if it's right. Get they, darker they just, or well, brighter, but not necessarily. Sets a, up, uh, yeah, not necessarily a cliffhanger, just more of a direction. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, but she she decides. Yeah. yeah, she she decides that the. That their best bet is to make their way to, um, back to her home to Themyscira. Okay. That, she's she says that, it should be safe there. Which, immediately I think it's not going to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> something be bad's going to happen. You're, you're yeah. going to get there, and yeah, it's going to be right. something awful has yeah. happened. Yeah. It'll be filled with <laughs> men, <laughs> dirty nasty men. <laughs> um, well, Link. So you you had a black label book that you were. Yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah, we we talked about this a little bit um, at the uh, New Dimension podcast that we did, um, the like the grand opening podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. uh, so Harleen finished, and uh, it's by you, you're gonna Ste- remember, Steven yeah, Stephen Step Stepjnik. Yeah, Stepjnik. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's yeah, he does the art and the and the writing on it. Um, and overall, it was it was a pretty good book. It's um, like I said last time, it, it it follows the narrative arc of Harley, um, how she becomes a psychiatrist and, and starts working at Arkham and all this kind of stuff. Um, but in terms of it being a um, I'm trying to think of the word here, an appropriate representation of uh, abusive relationships, like that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the hook of this book is that while you're reading it, you're kind of going through the emotions of your own abusive relationship kind of where you're like, Oh, "Oh, 
I kind of think the Joker can be redeemed, but like you also know that he's to- like mm-hmm. out the outside knowledge is like, yeah, he's an asshole and right. this is yeah. all bad. Yeah. But you, the book tricks you while you're reading it, and you're like, well, well, wait, maybe no. It's spoiler alert. Joker's still an asshole. <laughs> but you fall into that mindset, <laughs> he's still like psychotic. Yeah, Harley's your 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 narrator, and you fall into her mindset, and you see how she could have you know been tricked into thinking that okay. there was something to save, and it in the book. Um, it has its own twists and turns and it plays on like the, the story and it kind of has more, um, Harleen's more of a, uh, in charge of her own origin story as opposed to it being like, Oh, the Joker tricked her and threw oh, her into yeah. a vat of acid. It's uh, you see it more through her eyes and how like she made these choices. It wasn't oh, yeah. the Joker like entirely. It was Harley just, she, she got lost in there. Yeah. Um, and made some very poor life choices <laughs> in the process. Um, and then it ends sort of like on this somber note of uh, the very last page is just very, it, it conveys that feeling of an, like a trapped relationship where like you can see that she's fighting with herself to like admit that like she's in this fantasy land where like everything's all hunky-dory, but really yeah. like... <laughs> Her 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 sane personality is like no get get the fuck oh, out of here like okay. this is mm. and it kind of ends as like oh well you know to be continued in Batman comics like oh you okay know, how how it goes yeah, now where she's yeah. off doing her own thing in right. Coney Island or whatever she's up to right. nowadays um but yeah no it was it was really good the art solid the uh, characterization was great um it was just a is a really interesting perspective and a good serious story compared to once again, the Jim, the Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor kind of like oh, goofy, yeah. wacky, kind of like yeah. slapstick. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely nice. more like, you know, it, it, it's a black label title. It's, yeah, you're gonna get what you're you're signed up for, which is serious comics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no Joker dick or anything. Uh no, no, there is no Joker dick. <laughs> we only get there, Batman. There, dick. there, there are some, you know, there, there's sex scenes, but they're they're tasteful. Okay. They're, they're, you know, they're like Cinemax level gotcha. sex scenes. Gotcha. Not no, yeah, not decent not comics <laughs> after dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is an awful assessment of Netflix that yeah. I had. But basically, this is what I assessment I had of of any Netflix show. It starts out with with uh, frontal boobs, a man's butt, and then a sh- somebody gets shot in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, if basically what show are you watching? Every show is like that. They, that that sounds all... like the first episode of The Witcher. <laughs> right? Okay, or um minus the guns maybe <laughs> i don't know uh, but all their shows start like they're like here's our you know i guess i'm not watching the right netflix shows <laughs> i don't know but they <laughs> they just all seem like they're they want to prove how gritty or how like we can be edgy yeah or edgy and then after that it's over, i've only like, ever really noticed like episode. in netflix like more language and violence i've yeah. never i don't know that i've ever watched a show that had I think we like, were watching um like boobs and butts we were watching godless for one, and it's an older, it's a year or two older. It's mm-hmm. a cowboy. Okay. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. Just straight don't up, like cowboys are just shooting each <laughs> other in the faces. Yeah. So it's not like they're, oh, you know, chest shot. You know, they're, and right. then they show the skull, and it's like bent in oh, from geez. where the bullet hits, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, we were watching, not to get too sidetracked, but The Witcher. Yeah, we were watching. And uh, Kate mentioned, like, does everybody have to get naked every five minutes? <laughs> right. and, was, and they're like, obviously, it's dark fantasy, and they're competing with Game of Thrones mm-hmm. a little bit. But I was like, I don't think I noticed it that much. And then, like, next scene is, like, just, like, a room full of naked ladies. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh. There it is. Yes, you're right. <laughs> that, I stand That is correctly. a thing. Hey, should, yeah, no, Link was like, what beautiful architecture in yeah. this room. Wow, <laughs> this is great. But my, I guess my train of thought was based on like with batman they started mm. out with like let's just have a full frontal batman right and now you know that all our books are edgy yeah yeah you know, like, that's so, true yeah i will yeah. i will say harley well it's serious subject matter doesn't try that hard it's still yeah. a little cheesecakey in that way yeah. like you know, there's there's really beautiful pinups of like poison ivy and, yeah. and harley and stuff but mm-hmm. it's not like but that's nobody's I mean. like fully naked that's what like, i mean oh, they already proved that yeah they already yeah, yeah, proved yeah. that they're edgy yep. and now they're like now here's our other books yeah <laughs> they, they were so edgy they had to to yeah. censor their trade paperback <laughs> release. <laughs> they were too edgy. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> All right. Um, so, well, you want to keep going with uh, Batman? You were talking about Batman, oh, and I, I, I know you have a Bat book. Yeah, the uh, Bat book, the final Bat book. Yes, of uh, ever, 
ever. <laughs> Maybe this is it. This could be another. This is the uh, last Batman issue ever. Batman number eighty-five by Tom King. Mm-hmm. The last the Tom final King. Tom King issue. Um, and it could be my final issue of Batman. I don't know yet. I'm gonna read a couple. You think this is gonna be gonna, on the, the? Are you gonna check out your James Tinian's run? I am. Okay. Yeah, I am gonna check it out, but I'm. But it, it's very close to being on the Duke's it's, 2020 it's, cut list. It may be on the qu- on the cut list. It was in my top five, but it <laughs> may be on my 2020 the, cut. Yeah. It, it'll be like these are my top five cut books of the year. <laughs> yeah. They're it's great the same <laughs> books. Yeah. What happened? Um, did you guys read this? No. I, I'm so far behind on I, that, man. Yeah. But uh, I, kn- I know from what I, I've been told, it ends in a way that's satisfying. It is. Um, that really isn't like... Yeah, I heard that like kind of everyone gets a good like character moment. Yeah. And and I heard that it's not like, hey, tune into Batman and Catwoman in like four months or whatever. Right. Whenever that book it's comes out. It's actually like you can stop reading here yeah. if you want. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to read whatever his yeah the next yeah. Catwoman Batman book mm-hmm. that he's going to write you don't have to which apparently awesome. not to uh, sidetrack you're you know talking about this book but apparently that book um, they've removed the solicitations oh and it's it sounds like it's getting uh, not not going to be published but it's it's delayed interesting oh, yeah okay so well then oh my so i don't know what's going on with tom king's world but uh, yeah yeah he's He's a maniac, though. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know. It's it was good. Um, when I heard somebody talk talking about what's good about Tom King is like his characterization and all that stuff. But like when when it gets into um, his alternate dimension father, mm-hmm. you, you kind of like what you know. Yeah. Like, but but I also like how they resolve that in this too because they're they're trying to make him basically like. How does Batman beat Batman? Yeah, you know, and then he's like, "Because I'm Batman." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's 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 Bruce Wayne, Batman. Yeah. You know? um, but also because the big, the, I think the, the sentiment comes from the fact that he was able to resolve with Selena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They found a place where they can be happy, like in their lives, without being married. Yeah. And that also they were able then to. Um, get the drop on, uh, you know, old man Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was nice. And then he also um, gave a nice ending to, um, what's her name, uh, Gotham Girl. Oh yeah, which I was like, what? I you forgot. Know, so I forgot all about her. Wild that that got, I like that she was a through line. Like, I, I saw covers every now and then, yeah. or when I flipped through it, because I, I, the last time I read Batman was. War and jokes and riddles. So yeah. like, you know, thirty issues into it. Basically, you know, the her use of power, um, you know, means she's gonna die. Sooner. Yes. Yep. So like, eventually she'll burn herself out. Yep. But in the, you know, I'll give you the spoiler. But basically, Batman finds a way. He gives her something that doesn't let her. Okay. Depower. So mm-hmm. he's like, you're free. You yeah. Know, like you can still be mm-hmm. a hero. Mm-hmm. And even though in these final issues, she was actually on Bane's side, oh. but because she thought she had to be, like she's, mm-hmm. you know, because she was so confused. I was gonna say she didn't like this. Like, wasn't like the psycho pirate like, yes. messed yeah. her up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, but Batman. God, it's, it's sad that I remember that. Yeah, but ba- <laughs> Batman redeemed her. Basically, he was like, mm-hmm. you know, no, you're you're a hero, and you know, and she's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that was nice too, you know. And she like, was like, "Let me see that Batman D." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, that was pretty much it, you know. It was a nice. Uh, there's a, a brutal ending for uh, Old Man Wayne, um, which he may or may not be dead. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. And uh, yeah, nope. Bane, crazy Bane. <laughs> The only thing that wasn't really explained in like reading the whole thing and how Bane was behind all everything mm-hmm. the whole time, Mastermind is they never really explained how he was able to make his workings work. He's so, Bane. He's a master strategist. Right. That's, yeah, that seems to be the go-to for but a lot of also, people. Right, Bane. Yeah, and he was also like Batman would literally go in, beat the hell out of him in his cell. Yeah. And everybody's like, "You're crazy," and then at the end of Two issues later, he's smirking like, "Ha ha, that's my plan <laughs> to get yeah. my ass whooped." Yeah, and it's like, well, then how is he control? How is he running everything? Yeah, they don't go into. They don't try to explain it. 
Like they don't. They really don't. They're just like, well, the whole thing is is that he was, you know, he was able to get his uh, grip lock on Gotham for a while, but that was also part of Bruce Wayne's plan was to let him have that hold. Wait, Bruce Wayne or Thomas Wayne? Bruce Wayne. Oh, okay. Bruce Wayne's plan to let Bane have that. Oh, okay. That, that control. I, I feel as if like what? Uh, yeah, I feel as if so, like trying to weave like an interesting like one up in narrative is always just like you're just like it okay, got a little got it got a little crazy. Yeah, like how yeah. How, like, how Ocean's Eleven is this? A little, little too convoluted. <laughs> Bane and Thomas Wayne are trying to one up, and Bruce Wayne's one up. Mm-hmm. You know, so all three of them are trying mm-hmm. to. Yeah, they're all they're all each other. trying to play each other. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the brilliant strategists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's a uh, the new new episode of Rick and Morty. Where yes, they, that's exactly yeah, what I was thinking heist, of. Right. <laughs> yeah, the heist where they're trying to outthink each other yeah. in the heist. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much that. Okay. Um, but it was still a very very satisfying ending. Okay. To the whole thing. Um, you know, so yeah, I, Tom King, still on the on the I will read it if he writes it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I I might catch up with it like if I you know find them uh, cheap or something. I'll probably yeah. eventually go back and catch up with it. I just well, but you you stopped like it. ten You'll issues ago or something, right? Like yeah, I want to say I stopped in like the, the, the nightmare late, thing was horrible. Yeah, I think that's when I stopped when it was yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that which I think actually was like it might the be late, more than ten. It, they yeah, do two think, issues a month. So I, I want to say it was like maybe like the late sixties. Yeah. That sounds about right. Somewhere in there. So like ten months ago, so twenty yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So. But after they did that for like six or eight issues of of him having a nightmare mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. and at the end of every issue, it was like, oh, it's still a nightmare. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, on. that got that got really old yeah. really fast. Yeah. And yeah, he just kind of. That was definitely the low point for me in the yeah. whole series. Mm-hmm. That and the you know her leaving mm-hmm. and you know for the wedding. Mm-hmm. I was right. Like, what? Yeah. Is like that was a, a kick. Is Catwoman's book still going? Yes. Yes. Okay. But it's on my cut list. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, it's okay. A, another heist. Okay. Yeah. We're assembling a team of cut books. <laughs> now I'm reading through them right now. I haven't gotten okay. to the. I haven't caught up to the present yet. But I had to stop buying it because I was like 12 issues behind. Oh, okay. So I just I just cut it for now. And then when I get so caught up, we'll see. I fall behind on all my books, and then yeah. they, they end, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just yeah. go read them all. I made the right decision to not read the, these. But, but, yes. Yeah. Well, no, and then what happens is there's so many sequels to those books. I'm like, I don't know what happened in the last right. book. I, I can't even commit to this new exactly. one. Exactly. So then, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I'm it, like, it evens itself out eventually. It but basically, Catwoman's, her whole, her whole book is taking place out of country. Right. So she's just having her own adventures. Mm-hmm. So you it's, don't really have to worry. For all intents and purposes, it's like an out of continuity story. Right. right. Yeah. But I love a, uh, I forget her name now. Joelle. Joelle Jones. Joelle Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing's solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love her art though. Like it's. Oh yeah. I almost am like, don't write all the time. Like, <laughs> That's I how you, I, I feel. Want you to draw. Right. You know, like, but she does write a good story. Okay. So. I can't I can't remember what book it is, but speaking of, there's um Scotty Young. Yes. Uh, do you do you know he's doing like a new thing, like a new writing middle, gig? Middle. No no no. no this is one. a new thing. Oh. This is like a Marvel or DC thing. Oh like, no. Okay. I can't remember I, what it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of what. I it was is. like, oh sweet Scotty. I was like, oh wait, he's writing it. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, something I would have wished he would be doing the art for. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. Middle West, I think is yep. his. Is he illustrating that? I, I don't, don't remember. I don't think he is. Crystal reads that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're at the <laughs> store. We both, but I don't read it for some reason, so I don't know. Okay. It's not on. It's not on the cut. It's, it's not. not on it's cut. already cut. No, it's in. <laughs> Scotty Young is in. Well, <laughs> so. Duke is Star Wars number one on your new list. It is. Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually planning on buying this. But I decided, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of like on the Star Wars hype machine now. Like I saw the movie, <laughs> I'm like feeling Star Wars again, you yeah. know, getting excited, and uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna buy it because, <clears throat> you know, it's it's like a number one. It's a fresh start because it takes place immediately after Empire. Yeah. And 
<coughs> excuse me and um that was a you know that was a story you know when i when i saw the movie as a kid the way empire ended like that was a story i wanted to see yeah with with lando and chewie flying off in the falcon and you know luke and leia and the droids behind like you know i'm like oh i want to i like this new guy i want to see more of him right and um so that's why this you know th- i thought this first issue was was pretty good it was i mean um the art was terrific um i'm blanking i'm blanking on the uh who who wrote it oh um let's see it's one of the I, guys I think that i think the credits at the it. end oh of course they always put them at the end now Charles Soul. Charles Soul. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I'm definitely in. Yeah. Because he's one of my guys too. You know, that mm-hmm. I'll pretty much read whatever he writes yeah. at this point. So. Um. As long as he's not too prolific. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but this takes place like literally like right after. Well, I mean, actually, right from the moment Luke gets his hand cut off in Empire, and it it's it, it a lot of it actually takes place on the Falcon. Yeah. And then it and then they they hook back up with um the uh the fleet and um you know they kind of decide where to go from there and and actually you know it, at the end of Empire you know we we just assume that oh yeah Lando's a good guy now and he's he's with them but they don't trust him like right. he's sure, yeah. he's not necessarily like in their eyes not necessarily a good guy. Right. He's got a so I think a lot of this book is going to be him earning back yeah, his, like their I, trust. Something I just realized too, flipping through this, is that the last scene in in Empire is Lando and Chewie flying off to go save Han. Right. But this story takes place before that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, like I was gonna say yeah, because they're not. This is them hyperspacing out. Yeah. And they're still, they're at a rendezvous mm-hmm. point, but it's the wrong one. Mm-hmm. So they're not even at the end where the whole fleet is amassing. Yeah, in this mm-hmm. book, which is kind of cool. I yeah. was gonna say that because that 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 um, it was Leia and Lando in that weird one shot. I can't remember what it was. It Lando one shot, a Leia one shot, or something. Where like that's how she got the suit, the the bounty hunters outfit to go oh, to Jabba. So yeah. That was like a one shot that they threw in there. Okay. So oh, like okay. I, guess, I assume that occurs somewhere At some point. in this. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, not in that, but during yeah. that time frame. Um. But that's interesting because yeah, like that this entire run's gonna not have Han in it. Yeah. Pretty much. That's yeah, weird. I know. And that's I like eighty of, issues without Han solo. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> that's like so I wonder if they'll just like this is what Han's up to. Yeah. Frozen in carbonite. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like just cuts just, to him every now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> does yeah. Or, or or even maybe not him, but does, like Jabba and like what's going on over there. Does yeah, or, Boba, or maybe Boba Fett. Yeah. You know. Does Boba go right to Jabba's or does he go somewhere else? Or, um, mm-hmm. or like just setting up the plan to infiltrate Jabba's palace, because you got to figure that Lando has to set up some sort of plan just to get in there. Yeah. As a guard. Right. You know, and be vetted. In well, yeah, that's way. the thing. Like, we don't know how long Lando was in there. Yeah. Before the the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. He could have been in there for months. Yeah. Right. You know, living that sweet the hut life. <laughs> The other thing too, is hanging that out with Salacious Crumb. <laughs> Luke planned the whole thing, mm-hmm. so it's a heist. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, not only that, but um, but we, but at some point, Luke, because he mentions it in this book, he's like, "I'm not a Jedi." He's like, "I don't know what I am." Yeah. You know, I'm. I didn't finish my training. Oh, he's all disillusioned right now. And so, at some point, and maybe it happens in this series, he had he's got to go back and finish his training. He's super bummed too. While well, he's like, he's like, Ben didn't answer my call. You know, like I mean, he's like he's everyone like, lied to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so we got Luke who's in a bad place. Um. Like the 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 Rebel Alliance is kind of in disarray because they figured out that um, the Empire has been decoding their their messages. So they've been so they know where the um the various um oh yeah where the fleet rendezvous is. are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, at one point Lando looks around like the room and he's like, this could be the rebel alliance like you guys could be it they could have already been found right like the other um cells or whatever yeah yeah so um yeah i think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting run i i don't know how far i'll, I'll go with it but i mean I, I thought this first issue was 
was yeah, pretty great. Um, uh, I don't know if I'll I maybe talk about Empire Ascendant too. Yeah. On this, but Empire Ascendant was supposed to be the right before. Um, Empire. Empire. So that was, this was me. well, just pulled a little closer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- this is the roundup to that that big event that you were talking about last yeah. time, where it was like, well, it was kind of an ending, but not because right. Yeah, because the book ended with no uh, indication closure. of yeah. going to Hoth. So then this was a another kick in the pants, the Empire Ascendant, because um, it actually was just four primer stories for the new four Star Wars books. That's it? Yeah. I was like, what? So, like, <laughs> the first one is actually a cool story with uh, Poe Dameron's parents oh. on Hoth base. Cool. Which I no thought that intended. was... Oh, that was another thing. Well, yeah, I mean, his Poe Dameron's dad is, like, a prominent character in that oh, first issue. Oh, that's right. He's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's right. That's why probably why he was in this, um, you know, where they... Charles Sewell, of course, wrote this, you know, to introduce the Damerons. Mm-hmm. D- does he write the Poe Dameron solo book? Yes. Okay, yeah, awesome. He wrote he's that, all, he's was, the official Poe Dameron He is, writer. it was great. Like, it's weird how that book, for I swear, for like the first seven or eight issues, it was nothing. Yeah. Like, it was just like them in X-Wings running around doing missions. And then all of a sudden, they introduced like this awesome villain, mm-hmm. and Poe mm-hmm. Dameron had like a, a perfect... Uh, counterpart nemesis yeah. and i was like this book is amazing now <laughs> so like it's, sure yeah you know it really went for a long time too i, I didn't expect it went it, for 30 like, yeah like a solo book with poe dameron i'm like right? oh it'll, it, it might get like a dozen issues My well fa- yeah it started like right after the force awakens i was like oh the the sleeper hit character that was like yeah. only mm-hmm. in like 30 minutes of the film yeah. right <laughs> has a yeah yeah and they my favorite thing from the uh from the that book though was um they went somewhere, and basically you found out, though, that C-3PO was running a droid network across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's been doing for the last 30 years. Nice. So, like, they droids all from all over the place would just be like, hey, I heard this. Yeah. You know, just give it to him. So he had all this information, but he was still a blabbermouth. Like, so <laughs> he wasn't – you'd think, like, oh, and he's, oh C-3PO is so awesome. But he's, like, standing in a, in a busy bar – and starts talking about Han Solo's deal <laughs> with, uh, you know, with a Kanji Club. Yeah. And they're sitting at a table in the background, and they they literally get up and they go over and talk to the other guys. Yeah. And like so, that whole scene in Force Awakens is because three PO blabbed in a bar. <laughs> like that's how that's, that's why they fantastic. found Han. I was like, this is awesome. Like, what a great scene. <laughs> um. But anyway, um. Empire Ascendant, they they did four the four stories and they are and they're literally just primers to get you ready for the four books that they're rolling out. And three of them are basic. Well, two of them are the same book. Yeah, um, three Star, I guess if you want to count Star Wars. But. Star Wars, Darth Vader, uh, Doctor Aphra. So it's, so Doctor Aphra is going to be like she's now caught up to the other. That's kind of cool. She's also making the jump. I, that, see, that's not something I would have expected yeah. them to do. To be like. Oh, well, I here's what would... Dr. Aphra's up to after Empire. Yeah, I thought they would have <laughs> finished it off. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and they had spent so much time with uh, the new, this one new bounty hunter. Um, well, he's not new, but he's from the old Marvel series, oh. the Cyborg. I oh, yeah, yeah, the guy that looked like Cable. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Cable Prime. Um, <laughs> but basically, he's going to have a book called Bounty Hunters. Yes. And the other, some of the bounty hunters that appeared in Empire will be... Yeah on his team yep the coolest characters so. <laughs> but i was a little yeah I'll, I'll probably check that out that sounds pretty cool i'll check them out too that's that's like the, the they're doing it smart because they're rolling these out one a month yes all through april then you're so. hooked and then suddenly you got like you got this yeah. nice mm-hmm. bubble and you're like all right i'll try the next one <laughs> and, and then a nice bubble and then scott's like well so much for my, so much for my cut list <laughs> yeah exactly because right now i'm like next thing you know scott's just only reviewing star wars exactly <laughs> Basically, I'm at I'm fifty fifty right now. Roger, like, Roger. I'll probably, <laughs> yeah, I'll try them out. I, I will probably try them all because yeah. issue ones, you know. But mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm not saying I'm going to continue because Dr. Aphra is one that dropped off for me. Like mm-hmm. I have them all, but I have to read them. Like I, I, I really I enjoyed lost... what I read, but okay. they were only collect. I was going to buy them hardcover and then they only made one hardcover. No. I'm like, what? Oh, that sucks. Oh. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, what am I doing now? Yeah. Like, do I need to track down the trade? Right. right. Like, I don't know. Right. It's kind of a mess. Yeah. It's one I'm, I'm trying to work towards yeah. to get back mm-hmm. caught up to. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see. Um, but uh, Star Wars, yeah, it's solid. Yeah. Char- Charles Soul is solid. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, Link, do you got the? You have anything? Um. Yeah, I'll um I'll briefly talk about uh I read um old trade uh, old trade paperback um maybe two years old now it was uh the first trade paperback for the Robotech series that came out from Titan Comics by uh oh, okay. Brian Wood and oh, wow. oh, Brian Wood, wow, yeah, what? I didn't. And so, and oh, uh, Marco Torini was the artist, which is uh, the art. Uh, art was fine. I, c- I could have. It was more realistic than I would have expected mm. for like a Japanese anime inspired um, book, but it was still good. Uh, it's the best way I can describe it is like a modern retelling of the original Robotech cartoon oh, nice. of uh, just like the initial Macross saga of it, which was. For those unfamiliar, Robotech is a Japanese anime series made in America. Well, <laughs> it's it's a it's three different Japanese anime series adapted to make one American cartoon. Oh yeah. That all had separate storylines that they kind of wove and edited to make some vaguely hmm. coherent thing. Um, but the 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 comic starts off with like the initial setup of the the original TV show, and it's interesting because they they kind of make it more realistic in a lot of ways. Like it's more, I don't want to say Americanized, but that's kind of like the vibe. Like it's more like for a Western audience of things. Okay. Like there there's certain characters that are like less damsels in distresses now, okay. and like more like, and it's all and I guess that's also the modernization of it. That it's not like it's not about like love triangles and yeah. soap opera bullshit, but right. like <laughs> you know there there's you know women out there kicking ass and taking names instead of just swooning over the main <laughs> lead male right um but it was it was really good um if you're a fan of the series it's worth checking out uh they it it goes in some interesting directions and it's not necessarily a spoiler since this is such an old book now um but it ends differently than the or doesn't end but the the, the end of the trade paperback is different from what happens in the anime uh, they kill off a character and it drastically shifts like everything that's going to happen from this point forward. Hmm. So it's sort of like a and like an Elseworld version of it, or or I guess another good example would be like Star Trek. It's okay. like a J.J. Abrams version. Oh, okay. Of Robotech. Cool. So it's yeah, so we're checking out even if you're just vaguely interested okay. in watching people and robots beat up aliens <laughs> and giant space fights and that kind of stuff. Cool. Very nice. Um, I just have two more, and I they're just kind of real quick. Um, uh, I read Suicide Squad number one, the the relaunch of of that team. Um, Volume fifty. I probably <laughs> I have no idea at this point what yeah. I you know it's one of those. Uh, it gets to the point where you just you're like, how many how many whatever. number ones of Suicide right. Squad? Yeah. Uh, the only reason I got this was because um Tom Taylor. Is the writer. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's one of those guys, um, like how you, Scott, you said, you know, you'll read anything Charles Soule. Right. Um, I'll try anything Tom Taylor okay. uh, writes. Because he, he, you know, I first learned about him um, from uh, the, he did the comic adaptation for in the Injustice yep. video game, which, you know, I, mean, you know, I, I have... L- I could care less about video games. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't. I'm just not a video. I'm just not a gamer. So, but I think, I don't know where I read the first issue, if it was like something free on Comixology or free comic book day, but I, I read it just on a lark. And like at the end I was like, Oh my God, I have to keep reading this. It was that good. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, he, he wrote that for years. Um, what else? Notably, he's done uh, Wolverine. Right? Wolverine, yeah, yeah, he did the the X twenty three when she took the like the actual name of Wolverine. Oh, wow. Um, okay. He wrote recently, you know, just recently, he wrote Deceased. Oh. Yep, which 
really good. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so, you know, he's one of those those writers that he's really like, you know, earned enough trust for me to to you know to read something new that he's even if it's something I would never normally mm-hmm. <laughs> read. Um, so yeah, I bought Suicide Squad number one. Um, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was pretty good. It was it, it, it's an interesting. Um, uh, it's still the basic, the same, you know, concept, uh, um, you know, uh, villains that work for the government doing, you know, uh, dangerous missions, um, to earn their freedom or whatever. Um, and if they fail, oh, well, we didn't like those guys yeah. anyways. Um, they, they, um, go to stop this group of like super powered, uh, revolutionaries and, they do, but then part of the like, there's a kind of a twist where the whole, re- almost like the whole reason for them going out was to uh, capture these guys and make them work for the suicide or for Task Force X. So they were just pretty much adding to their ranks. Um, I mean, there's there's way more to it than that. I'm just giving like the abbreviated who's, version. Who's the team? It is. Hold on, let me pull it up. It's kind of. Uh, Because I know they're always pulling like wild card characters. Yeah, like on the like the, on the cover, it's it's Harley, Deadshot, um, Zebraman, King Shark, and Cavalier. Uh, okay, and those are some wild cards. Yeah, and <laughs> there's um, and I think there's a couple more, but they um, but they like I said, there's this new team, um. Of kind of like, almost like, it's almost like a millennial Suicide Squad. Okay. But like I said, they're they're more like revolutionary. They're out for like, to change the world and for sure. social justice. And yeah. it's almost like uh, the authority. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so the Suicide Squad is sent in to stop them. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't go very well for, for both sides. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Amanda Waller's like, well, guess what? We're kind of adopting some of these misfits over onto ah. our team, and so it should be interesting. Cool. Um, oh, the other uh, person in the Suicide Squad was uh, Magpie. Oh. Magpie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'll, um, I'll probably, and, and, the, and the art was uh, really good too. Uh, Bruno, uh, Bruno Redondo is the artist, and. Uh, it's really good. Um, the the last book I have that I was not as thrilled about, I wanted to be, was um, Hawkeye Freefall, number one. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it's I think that Matthew Rosenberg is the writer, and Otto Schmidt is the the artist. And um, I really liked Otto Schmidt. Um, he did. Um, when uh, Green uh, Green Arrow came back with the uh, rebirth, um, he was on that, and he was really good. Um, this is just more like I don't know, you know, when when Fraction kind of reintroduced the the bad luck Hawkeye, mm-hmm. you know, it was different. Yeah. But now it's now it's just that's like his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like that's the only Hawkeye we ever get anymore. Yep. Yeah. Is the just the loser. Yep. Like his own worst enemy, but somehow still lands on his feet. Yep. You know. <laughs> um. You know, can't you know always puts his foot in his mouth type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But oh, he's so so funny and so charming and so snarky and whatever. It's it's very but, different to think like that 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 quick shift from like. I think the last time I read Hawkeye before um, Fraction was like Jim McCann, mm-hmm. and that was much more upbeat and like you know cool stuff. He still kind of had this stupid H thing, yeah. I think, you know, like the 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 wings and all that. Um, but it was awesome. And then mm-hmm. then it switched to yeah the the Fraction, and then yeah, and now it's just it's like every every like West Coast Avengers, everything he shows up in, especially with Kate Bishop. Anytime Kate Bishop's mm-hmm. around, and even. Um, old man Hawkeye he's that same oh, okay he's yeah. still kind of that guy right which is weird yeah because old man Hawkeye was made before that yeah but 
and and I get that like Clint has always been kind of like a uh, like a smart ass, yeah. You know, thumbs his nose at authority, but this is different. This is more like I, I don't know, like like I said, this was mm-hmm. this like they would like Fraction had an interesting take on him, and I think that was just like lightning striking, like right yeah. place, right mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. yeah. And not everyone can do it the way he did it, yeah. And and that's what we're getting in this book, and I really don't like it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, we've had, I've, I've had enough of this Hawkeye. Like, y- y- like it's got it. Like, put him back in his costume or give him a new costume. I don't care. But like, Hawkeye needs a return to being Hawkeye and not this like, yeah, bum. He's, well, he's also like never really on teams anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels as if I don't see him on team books anymore. Yeah, well, I, I and I think that's that's a result of this new characterization yeah. of him where he. It, you know, we're like, well, he doesn't take himself seriously. No one takes him seriously, so we can't put him on a team. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always going to be this whatever loner. Yeah. Um, who apparently is sleeping with uh, the night nurse. Oh, jeez. Which sure. I, okay. I, I don't know when that happened, but I think that just happened in that book. They're uh, <laughs> night nurse. They're like they live together. Okay. And there's like this kind of like. You know they're getting ready to do it. He, you know, but of like course he says DC like the wrong thing. Black label kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that. Get that Hawkeye. He, he was. He was, uh, he was single in West Coast Avengers, so that gets very. Yeah. I bet yeah. you they came up with it in this. It doesn't really say. It, they made it sound like it. It. It's not new. I mean that's just the way it's written. Yeah. But, sure. But. Yeah, I don't know. I Clint- mean. Where the night nurse is appearing, yeah. All of a sudden, um, not often. Yeah, I mean, she was around more. Like Bendis brought her back more in like New Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I, I've know. seen her in one shots in anthology book one shots yeah. more often than yeah. like anywhere else. Right. Or like, hey, remember Night Nurse? Here's a short story for like, yeah, four pages. I mean, right, exactly. But yeah, um, but you know, but at one point, so the, uh, there's um, the uh. The main thrust of this book is um, someone has uh, taken – there's a new Ronin in town, yes. but he's a bad guy. Mm. And Clint's all upset because he's like, well, that's my thing. <laughs> he's like, even though I'm not Ronin, I was Ronin, and I feel a certain responsibility towards it. And um, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier t- – um, approach him and they're like yeah you know we need your help to, to find this new ronin and take him down and mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of funny that like oh these are the the three guys that are going to be on the uh that are going to have their own tv shows right. pretty soon yeah oh yeah the, there's you know. certainly a lot of that going around right? yeah. yeah so um you know but like you know bucky and falcon are all business and of course clint's just like dum 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 just like a complete idiot and it's just like I said, I like I, like I can't even take the character seriously anymore. I wonder. It's I, just a, a ridiculous. As you say, I, you know, I wonder if the Netflix show will veer towards that. I don't think it will because, because just because of this, just of Jeremy Renner. Like Jeremy Renner is not that you know that Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You know. I, and well, they're not going to recast him. I always thought Jeremy Renner was too serious to be Hawkeye. I thought, well, yeah, you know, like he, the way he it, played him. Yeah, in a way, yeah, he, because he was he was more of a sp- you know like a spy than yeah like his like the like the cinematic yeah, he universe. Was more of a spy. Yeah, he was you know he was a shield agent first yeah. before he became an Avenger. Yeah, and as opposed to like the comic book Clint was, you know, he grew up at a circus. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and he was a like a thief, and he was like not a good guy, or he was, you know, not a guy that really. <laughs> Probably took life seriously. Yeah, maybe they should get that guy from the Fear of the Walking Dead. He's, <laughs> the, he, he's like a tricks. He's a trick yeah. shooter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get that guy. Yeah. yeah. That's your new Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I mean I'm sure they're not going to really change Hawkeye's personality for the show, but um, I really wish they would for the comics. I'm just like I said the 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 day of the goofball Hawkeye should be over. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring back like, you know, 
Somewhere in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. when he was Ronan, he was gritty and mm-hmm. like all like angsty about whatever. Right. Um, and then eventually he just got better. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll have fun again. But yeah. Yeah. It, it seems that his characterization's all over the place all the time. It it really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. It, it's it's as all over the place as his various secret identities. <laughs> I guess he feels responsibility about. So. Yeah. I hope there's not like a new Goliath or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what about Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Jamie Madrox get together? Oh boy! There you go. There's some fun times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Could be the that that happened in Old Man or Old Man Hawkeye. Oh really? Sort of. Yeah. They were the, the, the Madrox gang. Oh nice. <laughs> they, they, they were like a, a rogue of uh, raiders. There's different oh, multiple copies form like. <laughs> it's a good book. Nice. <laughs> um, check it out. You yeah, yeah, no, I'm mad <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, anyone have anything else to to go over? I think I'm good. Done. I I have one last cut just to just to. Keep okay, oh, no, do it, do it. I was just telling somebody to get this. Kick ass. I'll tell you, <laughs> you why. Spoke though. so highly of it. I do. I still think very highly of this book. The problem is, is I read six issues of this in like 20 minutes. Yes, that's <laughs> oh, the problem. Got you. That's like, fair. It's just the... The dollar the, box comics. It's the, it's the cost. Yeah. And that at that point, I'm just going to wait. Although it does end on a... Uh, like, it's going to... I actually think he's going on a break with this book anyway. Mm. But, um, I think yeah, I think I'm just going to hold out and try to get it on the cheap mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a quick read. Yeah. It's been very enjoyable, but it's just... It's mm-hmm. just like so it's not, just spent. not worth the cover price. Yeah, that's yeah, always like, tough. What, what is it? Four dollars so for six issues. Twenty four dollars. Yeah, for twenty minutes of entertainment. Right. It's like eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's why. Uh, like, it's nothing against the book is very very awesome and on mm. the mark, but yeah, just too easy. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. So that's it. Okay. All right. Well, I think uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, this has been episode 337 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. And uh, again, um, we're back for 2020. Glad to be here in the Sorgatron Media studio. And uh, I'm your host, Dan. And with me in the studio, we got Scott, See you. a.k.a. the Axeman. <laughs> and Link. See everybody. Nickname pending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.